welcome back to Five Things. I'm your host, Angie B. And as always, I'm thrilled that you took a bit of time out of your day to tune in. So thank you for being here. As we enter the middle of the last quarter of the year, I'm starting to reflect a lot about what 2020 has meant to me, to my community, and the world. During those moments of reflection, I actively looked for and continue to look for the gifts that have come into my life, oftentimes dressed up in stressful, sad, or disappointing ways. I practice finding these gifts year-round, but during the official National Gratitude Month, also known as November, that practice is amplified. My guest today is Cassandra Rosa. Cassandra is an intuitive life coach and clarity creator. She helps millennials find the clarity they need to create their dream life and business. Her full bio is linked on the website. I'm excited to have her on and look forward to discussing finding clarity and the role that thankfulness and gratitude play in that process. Cassandra, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited for our conversation. Thank you for having me. I am so excited because I think you're just a great guest to have on to discuss this topic, which is on my mind a lot, and that is around clarity and that role that it plays in our lives and in our decision-making process based on how clear we can be on things and how gratitude and thankfulness and all of these things merge together. So I can't wait to dive into that conversation. But before we do that, I would like to hear your origin story. How did you start, you know, how did you start down this path of becoming an intuitive life coach and the journey that led you to your book as well? Thank you so much. Okay, so the SparkNotes short version is from a young age. I knew I wanted to make a difference in the world and I didn't know what that meant. I thought maybe becoming a teacher would be amazing because I loved playing teacher when I was young. And in the same regard, I absolutely loved giving people advice. Whenever there was like a crisis that a friend was experiencing, I love to be able to be open ears and provide them with guidance. So come the time, you know, in high school when you have to figure out the rest of your life is how it kind of feels in that moment. I thought, okay, I'm going to get into psychology. So I went into school and halfway through my degree, they changed the education requirements from eight years to 12 years to become a psychologist. And I said, now what, what am I going to do with my life? I have no idea what do to next to do next now, but something in my gut was telling me that continuing on this long path with head in the books and taking all the crazy exams wasn't the path for me. So I ended up um, just moving into Europe for a while and doing an exchange in university after I found out about the change and falling in love with travel and meeting lots of different people. And then eventually it led me to Africa to volunteer abroad um, at an after school program with kids. And I absolutely fell in love with mentorship. But I thought, how can I become a mentor? Who am I? I'm going to have to make money to make a difference. Quick, quick question. I don't mean to interrupt you, but where in Africa were you? I lived in Sierra Leone for two years. Oh, cool. I was in Namibia. Nice. 
Yeah. So beautiful. Such an amazing place. Highly recommended to everybody. Like Same. A- I'm, I'm such an Africa advocate and, and especially Sierra Leone, which was home for, for two years. So oh, I think that's wonderful. And also, of course, exciting to have a fellow travel lover on the show because I'm a travel lover myself. So this is great. Okay. Yeah. So go on. Yeah. I could, I, my whole dream this year was just to be a nomad and like work from my laptop and have my business all online. But you know, then our best friend, uh, CV came and changed up the plan. But it's really <laughs> yeah. okay. It's all for the greatest good. Um, so yeah, so I traveled, I got into corporate insurance cause I thought, you know, I can make a lot of money doing that. My family is in that business and I got into it and I was just daydreaming all the time of like helping people and traveling and it took me a few months, but then I got the gusto just to resign and start to dive deep more into what this would look like for me. And it was a big step, but I totally went for it and took a bunch of sales jobs. I ended up working for Coca-Cola for Nespresso. It was, it was lots of fun. And during that time, I really fell in love with personal development, picking up every personal development book, became like a seminar junkie and going to all these different ones all over North America. And I started to realize, wow, like this is a way I can be the teacher. This is the way I can make a difference. And this is my way of kind of being a psychologist in my own way. So at 20 years old in 2015, I started my first company and I did vision board workshops in schools and community centers. And then eventually my journey led me to creating my business online and really focusing on millennials because I started to realize in my now what moment when I was very depressed, very anxious, very lost, very uncertain, what helped me transform out of that was finding clarity. And I realized that can be my way to make a mark on the world. That's how I can help people. And that's how I can make the difference that I always wanted to make. And it's been a beautiful journey. And this year has been crazy, but I managed to release my first book and expand my business and serve people in this really uncertain time. Okay, so there's a couple of things I want to touch on there, but I want to quickly uh, talk about your book. So tell me a little bit about when, you know, what prompted you to, to write this book in the first place? Yeah. So I was actually meditating, um, in this like meditation circle that I'm a part of. And this was a couple of years ago. And I had all these ideas like podcasts, book courses, all these things. And I said, can I need to choose one? And I meditated and asked the universe and God and my higher self, what's my step. And I got the gut response of like, write this book. So I ended up finding and talking to friends that had written books. And I heard about this publisher and it all really happened really quick. In that moment, I ended up in a seminar to help me write my book and had my publisher and the book started to flow. And then I had like a moment of like, okay, now what? Like I had so many now what moments in my book process. That's actually the name of my book. And um, it just led me to learn more and launch the book when I did, which was obviously divinely planned. I know now because I wanted to launch in the beginning of the year pre COVID and then all my book edits disappeared. And it was like this crazy moment, but I think it came mm-hmm. out now in the perfect time because People are searching for clarity more than ever now. Yeah. So yeah. So your book called Now What? Create the Clarity to Achieve Your Dreams is, I think, a perfect title 
because clarity is, we need clarity in order to make decisions that we can then use to guide us in our lives. So there was something that I wanted to also make a note of, or I was making a note of it while you were saying that, because last month, October, the, the, the primary theme was nonlinear career journeys. And I've spoken to so many incredible guests that shared their journey of finding the work that gives them joy each day and where they ended up started very differently than where they originally started. And as I was hearing you talk about your travels and wanting to be a psychologist and trying to find your own clarity around your own journey and the various types of jobs that you've had, it just reminded me a lot about that. And I just, maybe it's like a a theme, right? Of doing different things, following your passions, trying different things to discover what it is that you do like or don't like. Because there's a lot of, I think, lessons in learning and learnings of the things that you don't want to do. So I, I just thought of that while you, while you were saying it. So, and then the other thing I wanted to jump into is our friend COVID mm-hmm. because I, I agree with you a lot of, 2020, since lockdown and everything that's been going on, has been a a moment for people of reflection. Mm -hmm. And in, in the intro, you know, I was talking about how I try to find the gift in things. And sometimes the gifts come disguised as sadness and disappointment and stress. Yeah. So I'm interested in talking to you about why do you think COVID has made people reflect so much? And what are the opportunities to find clarity with COVID? Does that make sense? I feel like, oh yeah, you know, I feel that a lot of people are suffering, whether because they themselves got COVID or they lost someone of COVID or they lost their job or they're about to lose their job or they're struggling. So there's a lot of pain around Mm -hmm. COVID. And I would love your thoughts on why this has become an opportunity for reflection in general. Yeah. My heart goes out to everybody that's been affected by it, whether you got COVID yourself or it was a family member or you lost your job. It's it's really, really hard when these big changes come that we're not expecting. And Mm -hmm. what I've seen in my own life and what I've learned in conversing with clients, with conversing with friends, is that all of these hardships have been happening for us um, just to acknowledge and bring light to what are things that we can change in our life. Are we going to take this as an opportunity to realize how short life can be and that we should live it to the fullest? Are we going to take this as an opportunity of acknowledging that we put all of our eggs in one basket when it came to income and only focused on working in a career that we thought was stable, right? Um, Are we going to take this as an opportunity to see, okay, you know what? I've had this dream for a really long time and I haven't had the time to do it. 
now's my time now that I'm not working or there's, I have more time on my hands, right? Like we've been gifted with time for lots of people that have been, you know, having a pause from their jobs and not having that normal schedule that they used to. So this is an opportunity that we can take it to our best advantage. There's another thing with kids, you know, sometimes if you have kids and you're busy with work and you're not getting so much time to be with them, now you have that extra time and you get to educate them and co-create what it is that you want for their life and empower them to educate themselves on their own. So it's whenever these big things happen, and I talked about this in my book, whenever there's now what moments, like we're all experiencing now, take a moment to be grateful for the now what moment and try and find the lesson and the greater purpose for whatever situation has come your way. I love that. And I, and I will circle back on that because I do want to talk about the role of gratitude and thankfulness in, in general, especially, and especially in the process of finding clarity. But before that, mm-hmm. I'm very interested in understanding at what point or what is it that we're doing or not doing that we get to a point where we've lost clarity to begin with because it almost seems like you you start you know you're living your life and you're going down a path whatever the path may be and then suddenly something happens and you realize wait a minute not just now what but how did i get here yeah. and what, in your opinion, is it about life? Or, or maybe that's too big of a question. Maybe it's more, you know, much a less existential question than the way I'm positioning it. But what is it, in your opinion, about life or what we're doing that leads us or that puts us in a place where we suddenly realize, wait a second, this is not what I want to do, or this is not where I should be, or... Mm-hmm. I thought things were fine. Why do I now feel stuck? Or why do I not f- now feel clouded? Why, why have I lost, have we lost clarity? Yeah. Was clarity always there? Have we lost it? How, how do we, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very interested in that. Cause there's a, you know, a lot of people are reflecting and having moments, you know, looking for this clarity of what it is that they want to do in their lives. But at what point, what happened that we don't know that? Yeah, I think that there's so many contributing factors. A couple of them that come right to mind is the resistance to change. Mm. Um, Sometimes we're, from a young age, we're put in the school system. And then there's kindergarten, there's grade one, two, three. We always know what's coming next, right? That's how we've been conditioned. We know what's coming up next year. We know what's coming up next year. And especially for millennials, when you're stepping into the unknown and you're not having all the breadcrumbs like we did from age, what, like four until in our mid-20s, that's when the big now what moment happens, right? Then it's like find the job. And then there's this whole system that's created on the fact of having this job until retirement, right? Created in the industrial revolution that's not really holding true anymore. Hence COVID, hence the job security and stability is not like the way that it used to be when this whole thing was created. So there's this whole resistance to change. There's this whole um, system that we've gone through for the majority of our lives that's outdated. There's the expectations that we have and the expectations from others that are influencing our decisions and clouding our, our mindset. 
And there's really the disconnection of people's inner voice. I feel like we have those daydream states of that someday dream, right? And we're not taking action from it because of all the other things that we mentioned. Um, there's a disconnect of people taking the time to be in stillness and have the inner reflection and really define what it is that they want for their lives. Like we all have clarity within us. We all intuitively inside of ourselves know the path that we're supposed to go on. But I feel like there's mm. so much fog because of the expectations, outdated systems and resistance to change that really stops us from taking action and really stepping into the clear um, path that is in total alignment with why we're here on earth before not getting too spiritual, but I totally feel like all of us have a purpose and we may, we're definitely connected to what it is internally. It's just, there's lots of fog and lots of cloudiness of all the expectations and negative thoughts and outdated systems. I'm, I was taking notes as you were speaking because for myself, but also just in general, because there's so many things you just said that I think are so powerful. Clarity's always been there, right? So, so clarity is always there. We always have clarity. It's just like weather. Some days are very cloudy and foggy, and, and that is usually because of external noise. Yeah. Yeah, the sun is always out there. The sun is always there. It's just sometimes the clouds are going in front of it, right? Hmm. That's so good. Okay. Yeah. If clarity is always there, then we just have moments where sometimes we see very clearly, sometimes we do not. So the clarity that we have doesn't technically go anywhere. It just, we have moments of fog and moments of no fog when it comes to the job that we want, where we want to live, what we want to do next, the relationships, the all of the things in our lives that people oftentimes struggle to find clarity with, right? So some people are very clear, mm -hmm. for example, where they want to live. They're clear, like, I want to live here. But that's as far as the clarity goes. Mm -hmm. Then there's just fog, fog about what, what they want to do in that place, right? Well, what's, I, I know I want to live here, but what's the job I want to have here? And, yeah. right, or some people are very, very clear mm -hmm. about what they want to do, but they're not clear in other areas of their lives. Yeah. What, what is going on there? It's like the way that I see is that we all have like an inner voice. We all have a gut response. Like, do you ever go um, to a party or something and you see someone they're like, yeah, I want to hang out with them. They're cool. They have a good vibe, but you've never met them before versus some people are like, I, I don't like, I should walk the other way. Right. right? Um, a lot of us have these big dream states of the things that we want to achieve, right? I'm sure that you can ask anybody, like, what's one thing that you want to do on this planet, right? And we all have an answer for it. It's just, do we choose to go after that? Do we choose to take the action? Do we choose to trust our inner guidance in our dreams, in our gut responses? No, not all the time. Like I knew from a young age that I was going to do something, and, but all the things that stopped me from really fully standing into that for so long was like all the limiting beliefs that I was taught. Like we're all born perfect. We're all born with dreams. We all have dreams. It's just, we get so caught up in all these things that we've learned from people, from experiences in our lives that really just, that's the fog. That's kind of what I see as the fog. Like if, you know, you were young and you got bullied, 
or your parents said something to you like a response or we feel the pressure from society and social media to be a certain way that can be the fog so once you have a toolbox of things and acknowledge and that these things are existing in your mind and have the ability to work through them that's when you can step into your true clarity by reconnecting with that vision that intuitive voice inside of you that everybody has i i think i agree with you that is a lot to i think what's so profound about what you're saying is that really it comes down to getting rid of the number one to stop listening to the noise but to also understand that we have the power mm-hmm. It's, it's well within our grasp to find the clarity that it is we're seeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're taught from like a young age, um, you know, if you're sick, you go and have medicine or you go to the doctor. Um, to learn something, you have to go to the teacher and go to school for a bajillion years to get a piece of paper. Um, to, if you want to have entertainment, you go and turn on the TV, right? So those are like, you're going on the outside for those aspects that you're seeking, the health, the education, the entertainment, but we all have the power of that within ourselves. We have the power to do internal healing and holistic healing. We have the power to go and educate ourselves and learn lessons from our life experiences. We have the, the power to go dance around and listen to music and entertain ourselves on our own. So there's that whole programming from society of going externally to find what it is that we need when we have everything, all the power within ourselves. True. And I, w- I want to link to um, a podcast that you did where you talk about fear, because I feel like fear is the enemy of clarity in many ways. Mm-hmm from a lot of people that I've spoken to about their career trajectories that have been nonlinear, it was this, I'm, I'm thinking it, it just seems to me like it was this lack of, not lack of fear, but this desire to go out and try the different things, which could be in and of itself very scary, very scary thing to do when mm-hmm. things are not going linearly in your career. And I find that the people that I've spoken to that have started off, that they were going to be, you know, scientists and ended up being career coaches are people that are, you know, have said, you know what, I'm going to just take that plunge. I'm going to go try this thing that is calling my attention and I'm going to go and see what that thing is. And I think that could be very scary for people to do, to say, okay, this you know, people, family, parents, life told me I should be a lawyer, but this thing is calling my attention. Let me just go peek around over there and see what it is. And that ends up being the stepping stool for so many other things that then come come down. And I feel that it takes being able to do something despite of the fear that you might be feeling to go and see what that thing is because that thing might bring you the clarity, not bring you the clarity, but help clear the fog 
of clarity that you need. So I want to link to that podcast because I know you get into more of that conversation around fear, et cetera, on there. Yeah. So what about gratitude and thankfulness? What role does gratitude and thankfulness play in this process of I, I want to, I, I don't want to use the term finding clarity because mm-hmm. I agree with you and what you're saying. And I found that to be really profound is that clarity is just always there. Yeah. So I don't want to say finding clarity anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to change how I say, re, you know, refer to clarity now. What is the, you know, what role does gratitude and thankfulness play in discovering the clarity or Mm -hmm. clearing the fog that's blocking your clarity. Yeah. And I think that that all starts with your Dawah moment. That all starts with your lack of clarity and your uncertainty and your confusion and your chaos and everything that's going on in your life. It's like being truly grateful for that kind of like what we were hinting at earlier, just being like, I'm so grateful to be in this moment right now. It's super uncomfortable, but this moment needs to happen so I can discover it within myself discover the clarity within myself, discover my next steps, discover my purpose. Like this, the being in the state of dissatisfaction and being stuck is like such a gift because like, that's the rock bottom. That's the, that's the, the starting point to get you to where you want to be. When you look at all the scenarios, all the success stories of all the great people um, that have achieved things in life, they've all had this moment of like having this, moment of not having the success, not finding what they're seeking, not achieving the results that they want to do. You just need to continue to bust outside of that. And I think what kind of happens is that dissatisfaction is like the wake up call for everybody to be like, okay, now what I can figure out what's next for me. Something needs to change, right? That shakes you up, that inspires you. So really just taking a moment to be like, I'm so grateful for this moment. It's super uncomfortable, but I'm grateful for it. And what's the lesson here? What is the lesson? What am I supposed to be learning here? Right? And like really being present in that. I have, there's a whole chapter in my book about how I use gratitude, but being grateful for the things that are uncomfortable, being grateful for COVID, being grateful for losing your job, being grateful for um, for plans not going the way that you, they, you thought that they would. Like really challenge, not challenging yourself, but um, giving yourself the opportunity to have that moment of inner reflection in those times. Like I remember when I was working in my full-time job, working six days a week and building a business, some days I just wanted to hit that snooze button or throw my two weeks notice in and just be over it. And I remember having this moment of like, no, it's right. It's time to change my perspective about this and to change my vibration about this and how I'm showing up so I can fully step into expanding the business that I wanted to have. And once I had that, like I got a raise a few days later, I had more opportunities in the company and my business started to take off. So there's a reason that people use gratitude. There's a reason why it's so big in the personal development and mindfulness industry, because it really works and it can truly transform your life. And I know I agree completely. And one of the things that I I, want to explore, I want, yes, I want to explore a bit that topic a little bit more because 
to your point, it's huge in personal development. Gratitude, mindfulness, it's huge. I would say it's a billion-dollar industry between seminars and journals and, and all of the various tools and resources that are centered around helping people be more mindful, be more thankful. Um, there, I know there's a ton of phone apps about it. Yeah. But, but I also think that it's, it's I, I think people, I think the reason that it's so big in personal development is because it would be hard to find somebody who doesn't want to be a bit more grateful, a bit more, you know, thoughtful, be a little bit more thankful. I think a lot of people want to practice gratitude and want to be more aligned with the principles of or the practices that come with being more mindful, more grateful, more thankful, right? Yeah. But I also feel that it's so big. It's such a big topic. It's, we, 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 we read the quotes and I don't get me wrong. I love the quotes. I love the gratitude quotes. I love the thankfulness quotes. quotes. I have gratitude specific journals with prompts and things like this that I do. And I think it's great, but I'm very interested in discussing how we can break down this universe of gratitude and thankfulness into very practical things people can do. So it doesn't feel, for anyone that feels that it's wishy-washy or that it's not tangible enough, they can't really grasp it. What are tips? What are tips that you have for listeners to make practicing gratitude and thankfulness more practical so that the journey to discover their clarity becomes a little bit easier. Yeah. There's the typical one of whenever you wake up or before, whenever you go to sleep, 10 things you're grateful for. Yes. But in helping you find clarity, when you're in the midst of a now what moment, uncertainty, confusion, anger, there is a contraction that happens. You kind of go inward there's a not so feel good feeling, right? Like while you're listening, just put your hand in a fist, right? Right. Just take a few seconds and be present with that. Mm -hmm. And then when you open it up, feel the difference. Right. I do. Let's Mm -hmm. let's just play together. What do you see is the difference from when you had your, your hand um, in a fist and when you have it open? Well, obviously more tension Mm -hmm. and not just in my fist, but I can also feel it in the rest of my arm muscles yeah. versus when I release the fist, then I'm more relaxed. Yeah. It takes more energy. It takes a lot of your focus to have it in a fist, right? Versus when you have it open. So I, I read about this in one of amazing book. It's um, by Barbara DeAngelo. She uses this as an example. And I use this and apply this to when you're having like a now what moment, when you're having an uncertain moment, frustration, any of the quote unquote negative emotions that you experience, there's that contraction. It's taking all your energy, all your focus, right? To be in that state. And having the bridge to be able to create your open hand to open yourself out and to alleviate yourself out of that is using gratitude. Because when you experience gratitude, there's a gazillion scientific studies that you can find on Google about how it's so beneficial for your health, 
for your mindset, for your point of view, for the way that you see life, increases happiness. And that's why if you take the moment to, when you're in the midst of that emotional time, that now what moment, that uncertainty, that moment that you're lacking clarity, you take the moment to list five to 10 reasons why you're grateful for that moment. I'm grateful for this moment in COVID. Let's just use COVID as an example. I'm grateful for COVID because I've been able to spend more time with my family. I'm grateful because I don't have to be in commuter traffic. I'm grateful for COVID um, because I have more time to be able to work on courses, right? Like you take the time to list five to 10 things that can help you just shift your state. That can help you expand. And when you're in an expanded place, when you're open, when you're not spending all of your time and energy to contract your hand and be in that negative state, quote unquote negative state, that's when you can be more open to opportunities, to trying different things, to dreaming, to journaling, and taking that time to do the steps so that you can rediscover clarity again. I love it. That is very good practical advice. I really like this fist, fist, closing and opening your hand as an example of something that you can do. Yeah. That is very practical. So I appreciate that tip. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. I, I really feel like I can talk about this topic forever. Um, those are so many layers, right? But I do appreciate that you've taken the time to share your insights and your experience, your origin story, as well as really good insight about clarity. This is one of the best conversations I've had about clarity ever. I think mm -hmm. the way that you've been able to phrase it and the way that you've been able to just give it this other point of view, I hadn't thought about it before. So I'm really walking away from this with a lot of notes and I'm hoping that the, re the listeners are also walking away with a lot of notes on, on redefining that word clarity versus, you know, discovering it versus finding it because it's already with us. And that to me is a bit of a game changer because I've always looked at it as something that I have to go find out there, but really it's just about clearing the things in me to find that. So good. Thank you so much. I so, really so good. So please share with the listeners um, where they can find your books. I will have it linked as well, but um, please do share with the listeners where they can find your book and anything else that you might want to share coming up. Yeah, totally. So my book is available on Amazon. It's called Now What? Create the Clarity to Achieve Your Dreams. And the link is there, like Angela mentioned. Um, I also have a free Facebook group. It's called Achieve Your Dreams with Cassandra Rosa. And in there, I do a bunch of weekly videos and exclusive deals and live training. So you're welcome to join. It's totally free. And you can follow me on Instagram and connect with me there. All my links to all of my services are there. And if you are seeking more clarity, you want to have a card reading, a Reiki session, or interested in some of my coaching programs, uh, just send me a message there. It's Cassandra Rosa and an extra A at the end. Cassandra, thank you so much. Honestly, this, this has been great, great conversation around clarity and the role of mindfulness and gratitude and thankfulness in that process. And um, I hope that 
all of you listeners have walked away from this podcast really thinking about clarity in this different way, um, please check out Cassandra on her social media platform. Please buy her book. I cannot personally wait to get my signed copy. I think that's going to be exciting is to have the signed version. So thank you, Cassandra, for that. Um, And listeners, again, thank you for tuning in this week. Please check back next week when we have new guests around gratitude and thankfulness. And until then, take care. Bye.